gonna say to me, we're recording right, right now. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name's Lala, and this girl on the other end, who I'm. Oh wait, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm actually looking at an empty seat. Why am I looking at an empty seat? No, why, why are you got to do me like that? Do you like why what? Do you, have to... do you like what? I'd like to introduce two girls on the mic, but right about now, it's one girl, one mic, and a black chair. What? <laughs> <laughs> one girl, one mic, one black chair, one phone, one network. Yeah, and an ace. All I need is one mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, an ace, an ace, an ace. Oh, dear. Welcome right, to well... two girls and a mic. My name is Lala, and yes... There is another co-host. Shall we tell she them talks, who you are? She talks, she talks, <laughs> but she, she's not there. Yeah, she's talking from another location somewhere, but we had to get her back, obviously, because this is her show, and, you know, without her, there's no two girls on the mic, so... <laughs> so we, you, you know, need people like me. You need... Behave yourself. Behave yourself. You need people like me so you can say, that's the bad guy. <laughs> that's the bad guy. <laughs> Come on, okay, Scarface. No, <laughs> yeah, let's get on with the show. So what have you been up to then, Missy? Obviously, you're not here, so what are you doing? Oh, God. You know me. It's, it's the W word again. Work, 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 work. Don't end so, up in the hospital uh, again, Shezza. We can't no. spare you. And we can't Stop spare that. the jokes from Damon because that one is ready to go. No, never that, never that, never that. Yeah, so just really been working really hard. I'm on a case at the moment, mm. uh, which is a little bit sensitive and um, just, you know, really getting through that. But yeah, it, it is it is taking up a lot of my time, both in court and out of court. So hence my failure to attend today <laughs> and hence, you know, Ace hooking up this wonderful technological way that I can be. Um, partaking in my own podcast. Can I just say, like, to the listeners, this girl was ringing off our phone, like, when we're going to start, when we're going to start. The minute we're ready to start, yeah, I'll have to call you back because, um, yeah, we've got things to do. Because why? Because we've got because things to do. Because you were eating, probably. I don't even think you're doing work right now. I think you've got a packet of mince pies or something next to you and you're stuffing your can I just face. Say, can I just remind everyone who's listening that I'm actually on a diet? So... What day were um, you on now? I don't know. Do you know, I'm just, I haven't really been, mm. I started on the 25th. So that's, that was last Monday. What day is it say? Tuesday. Today is the okay. 2nd. So I've been going, for, this is day nine. Okay. Is this a proper day nine or have you had like mini breaks in between? No, this, okay, right. So there was one day when I had, <laughs> on Friday I had fish and chips because it's Friday. <laughs> That's so, not how dry. Listen, let's let's just call it like fail, failure February because you didn't make dry January. <laughs> You've gone into. No, February. I'm trying here, but I said, as I said last week, now yeah. that I've said to myself, okay, I'm doing this diet. It's now that I just, oh my gosh, food cries out to me. It calls my name. It wants me to eat it. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's such a struggle. It gets like that. Such a struggle. Yeah, yeah. So let's stop talking about food and my, my, my diet stuff. What have you been up to this week? Me? Um, okay, so this week you might have seen that I have decided to do something in the name of charity and like a little personal challenge to myself, okay? Yeah. So I'm actually doing an event called um, um, 
vertical rush in where I'm supposed to climb um, a, um, a building, climb the stairs mm-hmm. of a building. It's called Tower 42. So me and another friend of mine, we are doing it in the name of charity, which is sponsored by Shelter. So, yeah, I'm going to be that. doing that on March the 8th. So I kind of launched that and told everybody about it in the week so i've been kind of mini prepping myself for that and i'm i'm scared cheryl cheryl i'm like why did i decide you, to do this you are, you're scared i am scared because like i looked at the times of when people actually get to the top of this thing and i'm thinking yeah you know it might take a little you know about a good comfortable 20 minutes of just like you know just take it no people are like five minutes six minutes i'm like oh my goodness so i'm thinking in my head that you could just like leisurely which you can you can walk up at your own pace but people actually mm. run up the flights of stairs so there's 42 flights of stairs and 932 mm. steps all together no count me out okay i was like oh okay didn't really think about this um okay i'm gonna have to <laughs> prepare myself mentally for that my friend is having like anxiety attacks i'm, I'm like why did you sign up to do this she's like i don't know <laughs> so we could be pushing and pulling each other up them stairs look it could take days for us to finish this this thing so yeah that's you know that's what i've been up to trying to you know stop getting anxious about that that. yeah so and um as you know not tomorrow but on thursday i fly out to another sunny place somewhere in the middle of the caribbean like you know dancing away to what um, so in trinidad for trinidad carnival some people are already over there like i'm like darling i will be joining you shortly so you know i need to get out of here i can't do this sun no more i'm sorry it's, it's just, i'm so jealous it's just i wish you guys were coming like there's a lot of people that i wish would come with me and just like enjoy the the beach and the sun and the music and it's just going to be so much fun but you've got to be here holding down the fort. <laughs> I will be. I will be. So we're going to have to work out how we're going to do this podcast. We can't, we can't let the people wait, love. I know. I know. I Hopefully, like, if I'm if I'm high on rum, then I don't know how it's going to work. Because, like, me and Rum Punch, we've got a relationship. So it might actually supersede this podcast. But <laughs> if I can get the relationship, relationship to an even kill, we can figure something out. Yeah? <laughs> okay. All I'm saying is that the punch might come first so don't get mad yeah just understand that that, you know it's a powerful thing we've got a strong relationship (laughs) i've got you i've got you okay on with the show let's do this man segment next please you want me to really do you know what i do god this this a whole conversation is is so exhausting to me but i'm i'm sure the guys the listeners already have heard about you know kanye west versus Amber Rose versus Wiz Khalifa. So I don't know where to start with this one because I feel like it's such a long story. But basically, Kanye got all in his feelings once again because he thought that a tweet that Wiz Khalifa sent was about his wife when in actuality it was about um, some weed that um, apparently has been named, a strain of weed that's been named after him Wiz Khalifa called Khalifa Kush. So he tweeted that, something. Oh, that was, that was the KK reference. Yeah, that was the KK reference. And Kanye, in his narcissistic, idiotic way, thought he was talking about Kim Kardashian. So then he just went into one on Twitter and started naming, I think, 17 things as to why Wiz Khalifa should respect him. And... Yeah. yeah. So... Um, 
it turns out that obviously Wisden had to tweet, um, I'm not speaking about your wife, I'm actually speaking about um, my strain of week or Khalifa Kush. But within those 17 tweets, which I, 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 Ace and I were saying that he must have saved like forever in his, you know, laptop, ready for the day when he's ready to cuss out Wiz Khalifa for whatever reason. He said yeah. something about, you know, um, if it wasn't for me, then you wouldn't even have a baby. You wouldn't have a baby, referring to Baby Bash, the the child that Amber Rose and Whiskey. That's and that's share. so disgusting. It that's is, below the belt. but way below the belt. I'm like, hang on, why have you mentioned Amber and why have you mentioned the baby? Like this has got nothing to do with either one of them. But yet here you are, you know, spewing this nonsense. So Amber, obviously, she had to clap back, and she clapped back by saying, more or less, you know, are you, are you missing me? Um, being, you know basically troubling your your anus something to do with <laughs> fingers in the booty hole hashtag no, you have such a way I know just like I don't like that, that anyway I don't really like talking about them things there I'm just like just makes me want to throw up the very thought of Amber going back there in that never region and that that oh no I don't want to hear so when she tweeted it obviously it went viral people were disgusted with what um Kanye West had to say and um, I think somebody actually pointed out to me that she he he didn't think it was right that Amber came clapped back at um, Kanye West in that way simply because he thought you know yes she's been slut shamed but at the same time she used you know a home uh, a reference which could be considered homophobic in order to shame him as well so I guess my question is how is that homophobic because you're basically using a sexual practice that is kind of negatively associated with homo homosexual men to shame Kanye West kind of like implying that he might be is. gay I don't think it, yeah I don't I think I don't I don't think it is and I think that I, I, I trust a guy to overlook or skim past the fact that this is one of this is like the second time now that Kanye More West the second time. he's done it a few times yeah remember the, the 30 showers comment mm. on um, his interview with um, the breakfast show Charlemagne the God Angela Yee mm. and um, DJ Envy um, on the New York radio station so it, it, it I mean it, it I should be surprised but I'm not that that person can overlook that and skip to Amber saying, and I quote, "Oh, Kanye West, are you mad? I'm not around to play in your anus." Fingers in the booty hole hashtag anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fingers in the booty hole, bitch, yeah. or something like that. Now the thing is, I don't think that that's making reference to because they 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 were enjoying a heterosexual relationship. Right. So what? How is she? How is she shaming him by? call it by making reference to an alleged homosexual practice she's saying that they were doing it with, within themselves and he was enjoying that mm. and I'm sure that there may be some other men out there who enjoy taking that <laughs> like fingers in a bum hole from, from maybe their partner so I don't, I don't, I don't know I haven't, got, I haven't got to the stage yet where I, I understand that to be her saying or her um, shaming him in some way relating it to a homosexual practice. I didn't, mm. I didn't get it like that, but maybe, am I missing something now? No, I hear what you're saying totally, and I agree with you, but I, I also, I know what the guy, where the guy is coming from. If you think about the history of hip-hop and how kind of, you know, misogynistic it, it is and quite, you know, 
um, just very testosterone led and everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's been very itself being very homophobic. So if you as a rapper have ever had any kind of, you know, kind of gay kind of aura now around you, back you know probably about five years ago that would have been like a nail in a coffin for your career I think nowadays Mm. obviously people are starting to come around to the fact that actually yes there are gay people in the music industry and the hip-hop industry you know hip-hop industry is no no different to that so I think you know with that kind of being labeled at one of the most prominent men in hip-hop namely Kanye West that's probably what he was kind of referring to Okay, I get it. Yeah, get so it. he he's I, saying, you know, okay. is it any different yeah. to her being slut shamed? She's doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just have to I have to lay my cards on the table at the moment. And just, you know, I think I've already said a few times on our shows. I just I'm not feeling Kanye at the moment. Mm. I'm really not feeling him at the moment, and so I'm going to find it difficult to jump to his defense um when he does as you said he has on more than one occasion slut shamed amber rose who is his ex-partner she's now no longer his partner she is now a mother she does why why Mm -hmm. why does he continually take these below the belt shots at her that's my question and i'm i'm not i'm not gonna be mad at amber for, for what she tweeted to him because to a certain extent when you start mentioning about my, my my child you know if you even to even reference that in this tweet over this issue over two two letters kk and you thought that w- that my ex-partner was talking about your current wife and so you come for me and my child <laughs> yeah i hear what you're saying it's like all bets are off right at this stage it's like okay so you want to come from my from my seed okay yeah. we're gonna go yeah. we're gonna go so it's interesting as well because i i obviously like everybody else i tweeted my disgust and um similar to you i'm like why is he keep why does he insist on slut shaming this woman again and again and again given the fact her name even in his mouth but this is it Thing. What, like, for anything. It's too much. Given the fact you're, that his wife now, has been, his wife has been continuously, notoriously sl- slut shamed for exactly the same thing, you would think, hang on a minute, let me just chill, let me fall back because I have absolutely not no become, room to talk. Of yeah. The same. Um, you know, kind of patriarchal, judgmental, mm. you know, if one wants to put it in that way you know, sector that will, that will um, you know, call a woman out because of how she chooses to express her sexuality or her, her lifestyle or whatever. Mm. Some, um, someone said to me on Twitter that the difference is that, you know, Kanye didn't marry um, Amber. So, you know, he's just telling it as it is. He's just telling. And I'm like, what, what, what does that doesn't even mean anything? But there's this thing that, you know, because he didn't wife her off, that's OK. He only slept with her. So it's, it's, it's different. How is it different? So what, is it, oh, so what does the marriage mean? Does the, the marriage is like her. The marriage her. means that it wipes her slate clean. Did you not know this? <laughs> Sheza? No more. She, she's, you know, she's a virgin again. You know, she's she's the slate is wiped clean. I'm like, no. Hoes get wifed off every day. What are you talking about? In fact, they probably get wifed off quicker, to be fair. Look, <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's just the irony is, is, 
is at an all-time high when if you do want to move into that kind of judgy field, mm. Kanye, I mean, Kim's a very popular girl, isn't she? <laughs> I mean, isn't she? It was just the, 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 the bare-faced cheek of, if it wasn't for me, then you wouldn't have your baby, then I guess you could say that about Ray J, about Nick Cannon, about Chris Humphreys, about the NFL, other NFL player, about Michael Jackson's bloody nephew, can't remember his name, whether the members of Free T. I mean, there's a long list. So if it wasn't, in fact, you were the last choice that she selected. How about that? Yeah. How about that? How about that? It's like she went through all of them and then she decided, okay, do you know what? I'm tired of running. I'll have you. It's yeah. fine. You know? No, it's so funny. Scraping the bottom of someone's pot bottom, as my mum would say. You are the bun up rice at the bottom and she settled for you. And you've got the yeah. cheek to be telling people that, you know, if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have your... Listen, fall back. This ain't, this ain't for you. Fall back. Did you hear, though, um, moving, moving it on ever so slightly, mm. that... Uh, Apparently, Kim and Amber posed for a selfie today. Yeah. I haven't seen it I yet. have seen it, yeah. So I don't know what real? this means, it's yeah. I, I think it's real. I I think so. I think it is real. Is it real, Ace? Ace is oh, nodding. Yeah, it's but on both of their Instagram pages, I believe they're following each other now. So it's, it's this is in, an interesting... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, the reason why I think it's interesting mm. is because Every time Kanye has come for Amber, mm. a little bit more of me side-eyes Kim. Right. That's your husband, mm. and you're a woman, and you know your own background. Mm. You know what you know what you're like. You know what, you know what your mom's like. <laughs> you, you say you know what you're like. <laughs> you know, and you've not. You're going to let him talk about this woman on the public. You're happy mm. for that to be that to be on, on your husband's rap sheet for him to talk about this woman constantly such a, such a the ex <laughs> I'd be I like bruv what's know, going as on a woman, as a woman you would allow that I'm just like you know <laughs> I don't know last week I was talking I, I don't think we were talking about it, um, on mic I think I was saying to, uh, to Ace about can't tell me nothing Kanye's can't tell me nothing such a big tune but you know I just Maybe Kim can't tell him nothing because (laughs) I know if that was my husband or even my boyfriend or even just a friend of, or even my brother or cousin on some social media platform talking about women like that. Mm. No, no, no. I've come for their neck. (laughs) Their neck. Like, listen, it's got to stop. Because I'd have to stand up. I'd have to stand up for that. I'd have to stand up and be counted for that because that that can't be right. Mm -mm. Do you know what's interesting? Do you remember? Did I say this already? But do you remember the end of last week's podcast when I started to go off a little bit on Kanye? <laughs> Essentially, he hadn't actually done anything. I just had this thing in my spirit. And then the next day, this is when all this nonsense kicked off. See, Cheryl? You see? I'm blessed, you know. I know I can read people. I can see. I felt it in my water. New Saturn was coming. And I haven't even spoken about this man for a while. And I've deliberately kind of not spoken about him i'm not when i hear about him releasing new music i'm not interested i I just don't want to hear and then something's in my spirit said this man is irritated me and i don't even know why and this is it it was coming and i did it for baby bash so baby bash that was for you (laughs) little pre-cussing baby bash 
Baby Bash was got you. <laughs> Leave these kids alone, man. And do, do you know what's really sad as well? Like, I don't think Kanye has even thought about the fact that, you know, this is now obviously on public record and it can actually affect his own two kids. When it, Can you imagine when they get to teenagers and, you know, they've got to see all of this online because they're going to see it, you know? Kids kids yeah. are going to be cruel. They're going to, like, say, you know, cuss them out in all kinds. Oh, my God, there's going to be so much material for for, for, their, for their peers to kind of rip them through. Uh, uh, I just remembered that he's a dad of two now. Yeah. I forgot that little thing. Yeah. He's a proper papa bear. Yeah, he should know better. Anyway. Yeah, let's um, move on before I start again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, before you go off on one again. <laughs> Don't want to do that, please, Lord. Trying to be trying to be good in 2016. Use my powers for good, man. All right, so look who's trying to use her powers for good now. Lily Allen. What's she want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't forgotten the video, Lily. You, you, you're trying it with me today. I've not forgotten that nonsense. But yeah, go ahead, Cheryl. What's, 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 what's Lily saying? She's been, she's been um, tweeting recently. Okay, so the Brit Awards, obviously, um, coming up. And she's been tweeting, um, criticising the Brit Awards for their, in her words, failure to recognise um, artists from the UK grime scene. Mm-hmm. So she's basically um, taken up the mantle and saying that the award show is ignoring them, and in fact, you know, it, this is it's a problem for for Lily. Um, would you believe it? So um, she's trying to bring that to the forefront, and in, in fact, I actually agree with her. Mm. I don't I don't care for her, but I agree with her point at the moment. The Brit Awards, look. Whether you like grime music or not, whether you like grime artists or not, whether you appreciate their talent or not, you have to admit that they are doing big things in, you know, and, and big might be, you know, we may have to, to use that term relatively, but they are doing, they are making moves, let's put it that way, mm. both nationally and internationally. And there is no recognition of that from the Brit Awards. So, I mean... Who who are the Brit Awards supposed to be representative of then? Lord knows, like I'm trying to figure this out. Like, <laughs> somebody just passed me a note in the studio <laughs> and said that someone just passed me a note in the studio to tell me that she's dating Meridian Dan. So this might be a reason as to why she decided to like. She's, she's dating. She's dating who? Meridian Dan. Oh, a grime artist. Yeah. What did he sing again? German yeah, the German Whip song. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. <laughs> so this is probably why so... she's decided to pipe up because she didn't say nothing last year or the year before or the year before that. I don't recall her saying anything when she was like, you know, up on the stage collecting her, her awards. This is The thing is with this, this has been going on for a long time and not just for grime artists. It's for, as, as far as I'm concerned, just artists of of color you know i have always had a bad a, a bad time at the brits unfairly so um i always feel i always go back to when craig david bless his little heart craig david. yeah when he um like how many like new artists do you know can go six times platinum 
a British artist, yeah, globally renowned, like success, success, success with his first album and not get any, not not one nod, like not one. I remember mm. watching that years ago. The man, as far as I'm concerned, was Rob. And that, to me, that was one of the like the shameful periods of, of the Brit Awards, you know, ever to to have a new artist like that if that was Robbie Williams and he went six times platinum there's no way that he's not sweeping the board you know what I mean mm, so yeah, for me yeah. it's like if we if we look back at that and see that it's like how 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 much more did he have to sell how much more did he have to do like from what I can remember I think he he um what's it he um wrote did he write and produce that album Ace yeah, yeah he wrote he produced it I mean, I, I, what else do you need? And yet you still saw fit not to give him anything. So, and that was yeah. back in the day prior to the internet. So when you go six times platinum back then, that's exactly what it meant. So if we yeah. fast forward now to 2016, I am not surprised that we are in the state that we're in because the Brits do not like to recognize black artists for whatever reason. I have no idea. And everybody from the grind so scene. Do you think it's, do you, do you think it's, it, it's solely a race thing then? Because one of the angles... Mm. Um, that Lily, Lily, I say Lily like I know her. That Lily, <laughs> your brethren, um, is that she, she, she was when when writing um, about the issue. I think she was writing about it on her Facebook, mm. having um, tweeted about because it was raised in an article by the Guardian. But um, she was essentially saying that the music in the, the players in the music industry, the big wigs in the music industry, don't actually care about the music. All they care about are themselves, their own labels, their own artists. So they don't want outsiders, especially maybe independent outsiders, coming in like mm. unsigned acts, like Tepta, as the ones that she named, Stormzy. She, they don't want them coming in and yeah. winning stuff because it doesn't it doesn't grease their it doesn't add any grease to their elbows mm. for those people to come in and win anything. So. It, she, I don't know. Is that still is that still the race thing, or is it just because it's business and we just want you know we want to eat all the pie. We don't want to share. I think it, it's combination. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's like a combination of the both. Definitely. I mean, you know, when you you just mentioned Skepta and everything. I mean, these guys have been independent and doing their thing for 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 ages you know they don't exactly kind of need a brit to kind of be successful because they're successful in their own right and they've done it without the brits but what i always find interesting about the grime scene i always liken it to the to the punk movement and whenever i watch mm. the brits they always kind of refer to the punk era as being you know the golden age of music and like of british music in particular and everything and my thing is if your thing is always kind of celebrating things that are essentially british british music the nearest thing you had to punk which you you keep using as this kind of thing that every British artist should kind of, you know, um, kind of aim for is grime. It's very British. It's very, it's very raw. It's from, you know, working class um, environment. It's, it's everything that the punk movement was. The only difference between the two is that the majority of faces that represent the grime um, grime scene happened to be black, whereas punk, it wasn't. So I guess for them, it's easier for them to put up on, on a pedestal as like being yeah this is it but you have a scene already it just happens to have brown faces attached to it so I don't understand why you don't celebrate it in the same way yeah that's a really interesting um compare and contrast there with the with the punk scene yeah I think you're absolutely right uh well it's a, it's a little bit depressing because it 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 almost mirrors 
and the discussion point that we had on last week's show about the Oscars. Um, and so how does one how does one effect change, I guess, is the next step forward? I think so. Yeah, they've got to start, like, stop looking to these platforms to, to uplift them because they're not, as you said, they're not built for that. And Lily is right in the fact that, you know, that these um, platforms are there to kind of grease each other's elbows and pat each other's backs and kind of, you know, give their artists a boost. And that will forever be the way it is simply because money's involved so people just need to go out there and create their own platforms yeah but didn't, didn't we do that with the mobiles we did <laughs> <laughs> however people are still not satisfied with even that i don't i think i think, <laughs> think because it's the thing is with the mobiles it's like one platform and it's supposed to represent everybody so that in itself is a bit of a problem no, it's, not. it's supposed to represent music of black origin right and there's a lot of genres within you know black origin if you start splitting it down and and dividing it do you see what i'm saying so yeah. that in itself there's is a problem genre. right okay so that in itself is a problem as well so we don't know we really need to decide <laughs> we really need to decide how we're gonna you know how we're gonna celebrate ourselves and kind of give ourselves platforms and kind of be like recognize the fact that yeah actually we do contribute to this thing called music to this thing called creativity we've got we've got grime we've got dancehall we've got hip-hop we've got you know we've got soca we've got this we've got that we've got jazz we've got blues we've got funk we've got everything like you know how are you going to condense that into a two-hour show to celebrate the fact that listen we are here our our creativity our culture you know it pulls in trillion pounds a year years mm. it creates generational wealth so for anyone to turn on and say oh you know we're just going to sideline you when we have our, our our platforms i think it's a bit of you know it's a bit of a liberty so if we don't find a way to kind of you know put that out there for the world to see and make people realize that this is what we're about then you know we'll always be kind of undermined by organizations like the brits yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice one, love. Yeah, that's my opinion. I love, I, love it. It. I love it when you get passionate about things. I am, because I just, do you know what? Because I've worked so much with music artists, it really just like yeah, gets me no, I because I see, I see the struggle. I see where a lot of them come from. And then when you start, you know, seeing nonsense, like, you know, when we were speaking about David Barrow in the interview that he gave, um, God, you know how many decades back with MTV when they came with their bullshit about you know they don't want to frighten white people by playing um, black music in the early days of MTV and you know I just remember David sitting there just like giving the emoji roll eye face and that's what it's just yeah. like can you hear yourself do you hear what you're saying do you hear what you're saying so it's, it's, it's irritate it really does irritate me I'm like don't don't bullshit me just don't do it because <laughs> when you're ready to lift up the likes of you know certain individuals to use the same music that you say is frightening frightening middle america or middle britain then all of a sudden it's not a problem yeah no i get you get out of it. i get you okay <laughs> do you know what i'm really beginning to love um as our show come, goes on like we are now getting our emails in <laughs> two girls podcast the number two girls podcast at gmail.com ace did i get the address right yeah you said yeah Amen. <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Send us in your problems, your issues, things that you want advice on, because in the next segment, 
Lala and I transform from Lala to Auntie. <laughs> to mother <laughs> and we sit on our chairs and we sort yeah, out man. um listeners problems so now we've got another one i'm really 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 excited. we've got two today would you believe it well let me let me let me do the let me do the one that was yeah that go was on ahead go ahead because i really I, I really think this is an interesting question right so basically a guy's emailed in He's met a woman, um, and he says about her that she ticks all the boxes. So she's, he's been looking for, and he he quotes when he said these things. I thought, wait, is he talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful. She has a great career, and he says she seems to be very much into him. Some time with her, um, they basically got talking about relationships. Now she confessed to him that the last relationship she was in ended because mm. she had cheated oh, on her partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was some time ago. But basically, his question is, is a cheat always a cheat? Because that's what he that's what he's had in his head. Once a cheat, always a cheat. But she's saying, no, I've moved beyond that now. I'm not that person anymore. That was like a one-off. That was a mistake, et cetera, et cetera. So now he feels thrown for a loop because he's looking at her like, you've done it before. You've even told me about it. You could do it again. Mm -hmm. So that's the question. Do you think, and his question basically to me was, should he be weary that there's a high possibility that this girl could cheat on him or cheat again? What do you reckon? I feel like, listen, she's actually giving you this piece of information and you, now you have that seed of doubt in your head. And if that doubt is there, then you need to not take this relationship any further because it's just going to keep mm. eating away at you and it's going to destroy the relationship. Like, I think she gave you that information as a means for you to kind of like make your decision as to what you want to do. Because she, she could easily have just not said anything. And just continued and just been like, okay, yeah, fine. This is a new relationship. He don't need to know that I cheated on the last guy. It's fine. Yeah. You know, but she offered that information to you. And the fact that you're, that you're thinking about it and you're very wary of women who cheat, which is mm, interesting. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I feel like if that's in your head, you need to, um, need to move on. And as what I find interesting with men as well, when they, when, when they so much as think that their woman, you know, can potentially cheat on them, all kind of things go through their head. Cause as far a lot of men do believe it in their heart and soul that no, women aren't supposed to do that. Men do that. Yeah. And when yeah. it happens to them, it's like, you know, the walls of Jericho come down, you know, the heavens open, every woman is a this, that and the third. Whereas, you know, if we get cheated on, you know, we're supposed to forgive and forget and, and we're supposed to move on. Oh, yeah, move on. Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to just like, in much. fact, uh, like, bloody Tyrese, uh, sorry to digress just a little bit, but I watched an interview with him on The Breakfast Club today and he more or, more or less said that. And he was really disgusted at the fact that women actually you know, leave their partners. Oh, because of cheating. It's just cheating. I mean, come on, like you, you give up on men too easily. And I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, mm -hmm. why am I wasting 
my time watching this individual kind of go off on the fact that you know I think because his marriage did mash down and now the world is like wrong and women are terrible but yeah I feel like a, but to be fair to, to I feel like a lot of men actually think like Tyrese mm. especially in regards yeah, to I women think... being forgiven to their to their partners when they cheat yeah can I also say this is this was one of the things that ran through my head um, and it may be again i'm I'm showing my bias mm. as a woman, but um you know they they always say that you know if a man a man can a man can just cheat it's you know if I'm going to generalize people say, oh, it's what men do, you know, mm. and that's why there's that whole thing of people like Tyree who say, "Oh come on, it's just cheating, you know, forgive and move on, but they say about women for a woman who's in a relationship to cheat then it means something seriously wrong. Right. Do you know what I mean? Have yeah. you heard that before? Yeah, like yeah. Men, she, it's just, you know, for them it's just sex, it's just a, a physical release or whatever. But for women, for women to have engaged in, you know, an extramarital affair or to cheat on a partner or something like that, it must mean that there's something seriously wrong um, in that relationship or that she's, you know, she's feeling is really missing from that relationship. So I think that there needs to be a conversation. I guess I'm implicitly kind of accepting that generalization about the sexes and how they cheat. Because my thought process when I read the message, I was like, you know what? There needs to be a conversation between that guy and the girl that he's interested in about why she cheated. So I guess I'm kind of saying that, or I, I guess I've already adopted the notion that there must have been some kind of reason behind it. Mm. And if that is right, then it doesn't necessarily mean that she will cheat again, especially as he said that she's saying when explaining the story to him that she's in a completely different place now. Right, That's not right. something to do again. So I kind of think that um, he's right to be wary, but then if he, if he kind of adds up all that's going on, like you said, she told him about it. Um, she's being open and honest, you know, per se, just in general in bringing it to his attention when she didn't have to. Maybe that kind of bodes well for the fact that mm. she's not going to do it again. Yeah. And she's showing some level of insight into, you know, the fact that she was in a different space back then. So that might be, those, those might be things... Um, dear listener for for you to take into account i reckon mm. i don't think may i don't think that you should swear her off immediately um i think that there's probably at least another conversation to be had yeah i agree definitely yeah definitely have it's always the comes down to have a conversation like people don't speak to each other they just kind of like make these kind of rash decisions without kind of talking yeah. it out and kind of seeing, okay, so maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is the issue. Okay, she's explained, understand, you know, we can move on from here. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, it, it, you know, I, I think I kind of, I do take the point that you're making, that you made um, rather, that why, why would she tell you mm. if, you know, if, if that's the kind of person that she is, why, why is she going to tell you that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> number one, unless it's some kind of double block. Yeah, Why would yeah. she tell you, you know? She's telling you because she wants to be open and honest um, with you. And I think that's 
that's a good sign. Mm. Whether I'd be saying this if the tables were turned, if the sex is, um, <laughs> of, you know, I have to be honest. I yeah, be no, honest. I hear that. I definitely hear that. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, that's my advice. My advice is there's definitely still a conversation to be had. So if you're feeling this girl, don't, you know, don't kick her to the curb uh, too soon. Agreed. You know, mother, auntie. Auntie. Okay. So auntie has um, another, you know, scenario here that needs, that needs fixing. It needs solving, Shezza. So okay. get your mother hat on. It's about weddings. Okay. <laughs> So we've got, um, you know, a listener who has um, written in and said that she has a wedding problem and that she's about to get married to her fiancé, but her fiancé has said that he wants her to invite only 10 guests, okay? It's a destination wedding. Wait, 10 guests to the whole wedding? Yeah. From her her side of the family. Whoever she wants, but it can only be 10 bodies at this wedding yeah from her right is he why is he is he having to foot the bill to 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 take them to wherever the destination is well well, she hasn't said that what she has said is that basically the reason why he's saying that is because he has a small family so he wants the kind of you know the people in attendance to be at a level like level she has 10 he has 10 and if she invites any more, she's got the option to invite more people because she knows more people whereas he doesn't which is why he's he's kind of said you know could you just invite 10 people you know she she says in her letter if it was up to her mum potentially there could be about 80 to 100 people extended family and like really close friends so now she's like slightly concerned because she has to tell certain members of her family that they might not be able to come because of this um she said money actually isn't an option because they saved up to about twenty-five thousand pounds to go and it's a destination wedding Okay, so, you know, what should she do? Should she kind of like tell him, look, I'm just going to, I think we should just invite who we want to invite. Forget the whole thing of you, you know, I can't help the the fact that your family is small. Or should she just be like, you know what, let's just kind of, to, to keep the peace and to have a lovely wedding, let's just, let me just do that. Invite the 10 people. She's only, do you know what? This has got some levels to it. Notice, <laughs> notice, notice mother. <laughs> Do you notice I was trying to read that out, like, like in a calm manner, but throughout this, when I read this the first time around, I was cracking up because I'm picturing me and my wedding and my fiance turning around and telling me only 10 people. Are you insane? No, but look at, look at the levels. <laughs> look at the levels. It's not only 10, it's not only 10 people because oh, I want to keep it small, small. and I just want to <laughs> keep it intimate. It's only 10 because Mm-hmm. I don't have more than ten to invite, so I don't want you. I don't want you having more than ten. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let me just say something. When people ask me or, or tell me things that have happened in, you know, say a relationship, a situationship, or whatever shit, mm. and ask for my advice on it, or ask me, you know, what does this mean, or you know, I, I often say that sometimes looking at an immediate situation. That you don't just judge things on an immediate situation. What you can do times is look at somebody's reaction or action in an immediate situation and almost transpose or extrapolate from that. Sometimes something else about the person. Right. So, for instance, going back to the last issue, the um, girl who's been honest about the guy 
um, honest to the guy she's been seeing who's messaged us and said, oh, look, she told me that she's cheated in the past. You can extrapolate from that perhaps that she's somebody that maybe owns her ish, mm-hmm. that she's about her mistakes, that she's, you know, she's grown up, she's willing to have difficult conversations where necessary to achieve a favourable outcome. So, going back to this thing now, what I'm taking from you can only invite 10 because I've only got 10 is there's some kind of, it, it smacks of some sort of insecurity type um, control perhaps yeah. type issue well she says in her letter sorry to cut you so my fiance's reason for cutting down the list is that he doesn't want me to have more guests than he does out of fear of things appearing imbalanced that last little sentence there appearing imbalanced i would say it's imbalanced already not from the from the side from the point of you know there being more people but in terms of how you work how he's already thinking like yeah, his, his, concern, his concern is the fact that I, I, I'm, I'm I'm nervous about the way this will look to people on the outside. I'm sure Absolutely. I'm sure they already know that your family is small. So what? You've come. The whole yeah. point of a marriage is to join two families together. You now have a big family or one family. You know, yeah. um, I've got alarm bells ringing. I don't. Yeah, I think I think it's it, I think it's there are over overtones of. Um, control issues mm-hmm. of a little bit of maybe insecurity like you just said I don't think his mind perhaps appreciating that her family become your family when you get married and you're and vice versa and so you know to, to cut down on her family just because you don't have a big family just doesn't seem like a you know for me, it just does, it doesn't seem like a a, 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 um, a pleasant. I, don't, I can't think of the word that I'm talking about. A mean, nice like, reason to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's got a, it's got a, a, a tone of nastiness to it, and I don't. I I'm concerned by that. So how would how would you handle that situation? Okay, you're getting married, right, Shaza, and you're going through the guest list, and your partner turns around and says to you, Shaza, your family is too big, man. Can't do it. Nigerians here, Nigerians in Nigeria, the Nigerians across the world, they can't all come. You can only have <laughs> 10, okay? And yeah, then you're going to invite the, the Jamaicans <laughs> that you know as well, namely Lala, she can't come. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> the thing is, let me just tell you, he would actually have some, he would, he, he would actually have some um, with me. If him, with him saying that, I'd actually be quite pleased because there's <laughs> You know when you're just like, listen, the real, 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 deep, deep ones, yeah, they can come. But the ones without the... Well, is everybody going to be coming to the wedding? And you know Nigerians love a good knees up. They love a good wedding. <laughs> then your mum will just be inviting the head tie brigade, you know, the gele brigade. Oh, my ones goodness. you don't even know. One that didn't, the last time you spoke to them, they were saying, asking you what you got in your GCSE so they can compare it with their kids. You know those ones? You know those aunties that you do not know their names? Like, um, we've never met before. Um, yes, those I'm ones. your auntie, and this is your auntie auntie and your auntie auntie. <laughs> exactly. So I would be quite pleased to a certain extent if I could blame, um, you know, my fiancé mm. and say, oh, well, look, head t- mummy, mm. those head ties, eh? those, those 
ones without names that just see their head cut. Your meeting group, those ones, <laughs> they can't come because, you know, Mr. Fiance said so. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to do that. But then when you whittle it down to the ones that you do want to be there and somebody's still saying, well, look, because I'm not going to have that many people, you're going to have to cut down your list. That would create a real problem yeah, for me. Because yeah. I don't think that that's a reason why people who know me and love me and I have real relationships with who want to come and witness my com- my commitment to you should be deprived of that because you just by some, you know, fall of fate, just, just, just because in life, just because it's worked out like that, that you have less less people in your family or less people that you love to that extent that you want to come and witness your commitment to me. I'd have a big problem with that. I think I really would. And I know, I know the whole thing would be, you know, the the idea would be that, look, we're, we're getting married, so we need to achieve some compromise. But, you know, going back to my point about people's actions and reactions and situations often can tell you a bit more about them. You know, it it would be quite sad that that should be the first time that you get to see that kind of side of your partner. Because I don't think it has it. She said it hasn't got a basis in money. It's not a financial issue. It's not, you know, it's not because the venue can't hold that many people. So actually, you've got to look at what is it telling you Mm. about your fiancé's personality if he's being so deadlocked about your guests your family, your friends, people who love you and saying, no, 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 they can't come because it's going to imbalance things for me. You know, I just, yeah, I've yeah. been alarm bells, man. You need to have a conversation with your fiance. You know? Definitely talk to him because that, I keep seeing the word appearing imbalanced, which yeah. just, just to me doesn't sound right at all because he's yeah, coming no, from no, it from, a, from an off-key angle. So, yeah, so go, go talk to your man and just, like, say, babe, like, wagwan. And tell him, I think another thing um, that we touched upon is, is, is explain to him that actually they're not there, you know, wearing team colours, although, like, if it was a Nigerian wedding, they would be. But, you know, that, that they're actually, my, the people who love me will now, by extension, love you, and they want to be there for both of us. Mm. You know, even if you only have, you know, your mum and your dad, listen, I've got tens of tens of cousins that you can take on. And I've got, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She, should, she should say to him, look, my people become your people. So they want to be there, not just for me. They're not only going to cheer when I say something, you know? <laughs> can you imagine? Say- Yay, Cheryl! <laughs> then your man says something. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, silence. <laughs> silence is in the church, whatever. But, yeah, you know, I think um, she kind of needs to make it clear to him because it, it may be an insecurity thing, and I don't just, you know, poo-poo um, people with insecurity because we all have them, but it may be that, you know, she this can be an opportunity for her to say, you know what, babe, my family, they're, they're going to love you, or they already love you, mm. and they're not just coming to this wedding because of me. They're coming because, actually, they love you too. If, if the ones that have met him and they want, or they want to meet you and they want to see the person who's gonna, you know, who's who's making me so happy and who I want to spend the rest of my life with, yeah. you know. So maybe it'd be a good opportunity for him to to, to gain some brownie points with his exactly. New Go and meet your new family. That's the best. That's the only time you'll probably get them all in one spot at the same time. 
yeah. you know go and go and mingle go and like go and meet them you know yeah i think that's i think that's a healthy resolution for yeah. that for that for her issue yeah so good so luck listeners, girl if you mm. have problems that you need auntie and mother <laughs> to consider wait who's who who's auntie and who's mother your auntie oh, okay and i'm mother all right <laughs> m-u-d-a as in the amber rose version <laughs> <laughs> i'm a sexy mother <laughs> <laughs> so yeah send your um issues in to two girls podcast the number two girls podcast at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you we're always here for you we love you like that amen so anyway (laughs) coming to the last bit of the show the bit that i love to do so much shady corner versus (laughs) yeah actually wait shazza i didn't ask you Mm -hmm. if you learned anything this week we haven't done that little bit in a while did you learn anything this week what have I learned this week? No. No? All right, let's move on because I haven't learned anything either. It's really bad. This is the second week I've learned nothing. No, I was going to say, say, say what this is not um, something that I've learned. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a small world. That's all. That's all I was going to say. It's a small world. It's really funny that I was speaking um, today to my friend who's, um, he works, he, he, he I think he works in a production company and he has this um, program that he's developing um, and um, it's about, well, actually, perhaps I shouldn't go into what it's about. Well, it's about gangs. I can say it's about gangs mm. like that. And um, one of the elements of the program overlaps into a case that I'm doing. So, you know, we're speaking and then he's saying, oh, because I'm doing this. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's such a problem. It's in the case that I'm doing at the moment. And I didn't say what the case was. And then he said, yeah, you know, I've got this situation where it's, I don't know if you've heard about it, this case. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what do you mean I don't know if you've heard about it? That's the case that I was just talking to you about. So we had to um, leave the conversation there. So um, just randomly, it's a small world. It's a small world. Yes, just, very. You know? Yeah. So that's what I learned this week. But I knew that already, and I guess you did too. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, we did. What have I learned? Tiger is a weird individual. That's Who? it. Tiger. Tiger. Oh, Kylie Jenner's. Yeah. I just find him a bit oh. odd. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people like that, you know, when they're just, they're, they're on their, you know, number. 792 on my most irrelevant people. Yeah. So I'm just like, why am I looking at him? Move on. God. Yeah, so I didn't learn anything clearly because look where my mind went to, Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So, Shady Corner, Shady Corner. Yeah. Well, I have to put um, a couple of people who, they're complete strangers to me and everybody else, and it's probably a good thing as well, but um, as you know, the goddess that is Serena Williams, you know, she was playing in the Australian Open, she's since been knocked out, she's beaten by somebody else, however, during one of her matches, somebody thought it would be a good idea to, you know, celebrate Serena by sitting in the crowd and painting their face black. Yes. Two spectators thought it'd be a good idea 
to sit there in 2016 in 2016 painted their face black as a a means of reaching out to Serena of celebrating Serena of saying reaching yeah. out to Serena or reaching out to their their, their, their stupidity I, I have I think the latter will probably be the thing mm-hmm. and I'm just like seriously how many times do we have to have this conversation about blackface like is it really a thing like people just don't know don't show they know or i just think, don't I think care about what's know. going think, on in the I hood just, yeah they just don't care <laughs> i just care. honestly you should see they're really sitting there smiling and laughing and and joking and probably in their heads they feel like oh this is going to be amazing serena would love this and it's like no it's insulting where how on what planet who which memo <laughs> would they have read that would have even suggested that Serena would like you to sit in the, the audience of one of her, the crowd of one of her tennis matches and literally have black, black paint on your face and say that you're, 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 you're her. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. How? Oh, they can go straight to Shady Corner, not collecting. <laughs> Don't pass go, man. Just go straight into the corner. So, yeah, so those two women looking ridiculous. I'm looking at the picture of them now. One woman has got, like, straight um, blonde hair with just black, like, what looks like shoe polish all over her face. And she's holding up a sign saying, keep calm and be Serena. I just don't understand it. I really I don't. What would you do in that situation if you were sitting there getting ready to watch Serena just smash somebody clean off the court and then you saw two women with their, you know, their poster saying... You know, I'd want, you know what I would want to do if I was Serena? I'd want to have them ejected by the yeah. community. What would you do if you were sitting in the crowd, though, if you were next to them? Because there's people around them, they're all smiling like like they're oblivious to what's going on. Maybe they I, are. I think I, think I, would, I think I would tackle somebody like that. I, I think I would. Because I'm black, yeah, and so you're, you're, you're. I, I feel like you're, you're, you're mocking and disparaging me with that foolish get-up. So I think I would have something to say. <laughs> I, I just feel like people really that unaware. Do they actually not know? Like, do do some people not not know how offensive that is? I don't know. That's, that's a bit that I struggle with. Is it? Are, are you really that silly, or do you just do you just not care? Do you not care to equip yourself with these, um, you know, these kind of social rules of niceties about not being offensive to people of other races? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. Privilege, maybe. Privilege, maybe, no. um, means that they don't want to. They they don't even. It doesn't even. They don't even consider mm. the feelings. Of others because they don't have to. Wow. So yeah, so you two so, women, yeah, I mean, just away with you. They can go in shady corner. Okay. And into the light, we are bringing forth. Um, this is a UK person actually. Entrepreneur Aaron Wallace has launched his launched Britain's first, uh, very first black-owned grooming brand specifically tailored to black men. Um, opened his first Croydon, Croydon-based and um, barbershop, Share and Shine, in 2014. And he felt something was missing, so he decided to start up his own range of, range of products for the grooming market. So all you black men out there, go and support, like, go and support your own. Love that. Yeah, I love, I love hearing stories name? like that. Aaron Wallace. Aaron Wallace, yeah. So Aaron if... Wallace. Come into the light. Yeah, so if you're down Croydon Way, 
um his his barbershop is called sheer and shine so he's got a range specifically for all those black men out there who want to keep themselves looking lovely and luscious for us ladies so we appreciate all, you Aaron. All, those in, all those in beard gang as well yeah all those in beard gang you know go out stop using your natural juices and berries they're just going to sit on top of the beard go and get some of aaron's product where it goes inside the beard and keeps it looking lush sexy and just like you know you just want to rub your fingers through it and massage it all of that all of that all of that <laughs> really good idea yeah i'm actually trying to find um the name of his brand because i do think you know, oh, hang on, yeah, definitely. This is called. Cool. Oh, hang on a sec. Um, it's called Share and Shine. Actually, his grooming products. Oh, okay, so as it's well. the same name. Same name as the barbershop. Yeah. So African, Afro Caribbean skin. Oh, what's he? Sorry, I'm just trying to find a quote from him. He says, I want Share and Shine grooming to be the first thing black men think of when it comes to looking good and when it comes to quality products and excellent customer service. So, yeah, he's onto a winner there. So, go ahead, boys. Go get your grooming stuff. Yeah, if I was a guy, I'd be on it. <laughs> I'd be on it. 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 I'd and do you know what smells really nice? I've said this before. I really like Izumiyaki, um, um, what's it, aftershave on the man. That's really nice. Just putting it out there. Just putting okay, it out there. So, guys, if you want to get blah, you know what to be spraying. Listen, I, I can smell like a hound dog when I smell that. I'm like, oh, my God, he's got it on. Oh, God, yes. It's amazing. Mm. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay, it's so end. I'm doing the most. Great. <laughs> podcast. Lai, you've been an excellent co-host. I really, oh. really enjoyed it. Did you? Oh, when you hang up, I'll just continue talking to the chair and pretend it's you. Yeah, because it's just empty and sitting there looking lonely. It's still got its bum impressions in the seat. And, you know... I bet Ace misses me. Ace. <laughs> if you see the face... <laughs> I would try if I'm not too induced I really don't want to make promises that I can't I can't keep so I'm saying potentially so everybody tentatively pencil us in and we see what we can we can you know we can hash out for you guys yeah yeah well keep 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 um going to our SoundCloud page Follow, subscribe, repost. Yeah. We're on um, iTunes as well, don't forget. We don't forget. Yeah, actually, it's probably better to go to iTunes so we can start, um, you know, getting our ratings up and stuff like that. So, yeah, get us on iTunes, listen back. We're, we're How many episodes deep are we now, love? We're on episode 11 now. I know. Lucky See? 11. I know, right? Oh, my God. Oh, we my God. It. <laughs> it's okay, amazing. So I look forward to... Um, getting together episode 12 for your listening pleasure listeners I've been Miss She Talk and I've been Miss Lala <laughs> and we'll catch you again soon yeah man we out and hit that button <laughs>